You're listening to the PFG Vibecast. And now your host, Julie Voigt and Russell Baxter. Hi, and welcome to the fourth edition of the PFG Vibecast. Uh, I am Russell Baxter, joined by my co-founder, Julie Boyd. Julie, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, we're two weeks removed now from the Super Bowl, and we're fully involved into the NFL offseason, which means uh, decisions being made, uh, proposed trades or trades that can't become official until March 13th to start a free agency, of course, we're referring to, referring to the Joe Flacco move uh, going to Denver. Uh, but over the next couple of weeks, we have um, franchise players that can be designated or transition players. That's uh, Tuesday, uh, February 19th. Um, a week after that is the start of the NFL Combine, which I know you will be attending. And again, in less than a month, free agency is in full swing. Um for people out there who are not familiar with what we do, uh, Julie and I are the co-founders of PFG Vibe. You can find PFG Vibe on Twitter. Uh, you can find Julie on Twitter at Julie Noted underscore PFG and myself at Backs Football Guru. And one of the things we did with social media uh, this past week was we asked people out there, which teams in each division did they expect to have the most interesting offseason? Uh, we started out, obviously, with the East, the AFC East and the NFC East. In the AFC East, the votes came in, a lot of votes, as a matter of fact, um, nearly a 1,000, and we thank everybody for voting. It was the newly crowned or almost annual event, New England Patriots. Uh, in the NFC East, it was the Dallas Cowboys. So we're going to focus and talk about those two teams um, on this edition of the Vibecast. And we'll start out with New England, who has some free agent decisions to make, Julie, as you know. And they also have quite a few draft choices at their disposal as well. That is correct. And, you know, and although we are still waiting on a decision for Rob Gronkowski, of course, whether he's retiring or not, but we still have to look at, you know, the other possible holes that we need to fill. Um, definitely one that comes to mind to me is, you know, we have to look at possibly adding another wide receiver, maybe to pair off him with Julian Edelman and um, definitely something that Brady can definitely work with. So one that really pops to mind, and I'm probably sure he's going to pop into a lot of teams' minds is Golden Tate, Um, that Notre Dame wide receiver, lovely Notre Dame, I have to say, but oh, he would be dynamic, I think, on this New England team. What do you think? I totally agree. I think he's um, for all of his accomplishments, I think Golden Tate has been an underrated player. He's been steady, uh, obviously, uh, with the Lions the last few years, uh, highly productive, traded to the Eagles in the middle of the year, caught the game-winning touchdown pass against the Bears in the NFC wildcard playoffs. Um, yeah, to me, I think he's the, the best guy on the board uh, as it stands right now. And you're right the Patriots have some decisions to make in terms of wide receiver. Chris Hogan, 
Cordero Patterson, Philip Dorsett can all become unrestricted free agents. So Mm -hmm. will the Patriots bring any of those guys back? Will they bring none of them back? We'll have to see. Um, I think another thing that the Patriots uh, more than likely are going to have to address is their pass rush. Uh, Their best pass rusher, Trey Flowers, can Mm -hmm. become an unrestricted free agent as well. So can Malcolm Brown, the defensive tackle up the middle. At times, New England's defense did look vulnerable. At times, their their pass rush wasn't great, but they did wind up getting to the quarterback a lot in the playoff run. They had 10 sacks alone in the the wins over the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Rams. So um, it's it's a team that has some holes, um, but it's a team that's – used to fixing things very quickly. If you remember last off season and the people they lost, Julie, Nate Silver, mm-hmm. Cameron Fleming, uh, Fleming, Dion Lewis, Malcolm Butler, uh, uh, Danny Amendola. Uh, it took them a little while to kind of sort things out when it was all said and done. They won the whole thing. How about Julie, the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, what, what do you think? They won the NFC East. They got off to a slow start. Um, they obviously have, some decisions to make uh, more long-term is down the road uh, with the quarterback deck, Dak Prescott. Um, but I don't have to tell you that DeMarcus Lawrence is one of the best pass rushers in this league. What do you think the Cowboys will do with him in terms of free agency? Oh, well, they definitely need to re-sign DeMarcus. Um, he's young. He's 26 years old. You know, the last two seasons he had 25 sacks, um, I think that's just the first step. Now, the Dallas Cowboys don't have um, many holes to fill as far as like they did last season, you know, with adding a couple of rookies and, of course, adding um, Amari Cooper. But I think that's the first step is, you know, sign, re-signing Demarcus Lawrence. We need something there. And then we also have to look at, you know, the other um, the other possibility of like another wide receiver maybe again golden tate pops into that discussion easily um you also have um whether or not cole beasley would actually you know be re-signed you know because he's the best slot receiver in the game you know we have to look at all these other options that are coming out because of course you know you did have a slow season in the beginning but you want to start off strong and hopefully finish strong as well yeah, it's been a long time since any team won the NFC East in back-to-back seasons, well over a decade. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys have won it, um, you know, every other year the last couple of years, 2014, 2016, 2018. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can build off last year's uh, strong finish. But I, I, I agree with you. I think wide receiver does need to be addressed. Amari Cooper turned out to be um, – a big pickup for them. It cost them a first round pick, um, but I think it was well worth it in the end. Um, Now looking ahead and uh, you know, in our next episode, we'll talk about the AFC North um, and the NFC North in terms of what the voters um, chose in terms of those most interesting teams. We're not going to give it away yet because you know, things are still ongoing. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, Julie, uh, you know, tell people you in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll be attending uh, the NFL Combine. And, um, you know, it's always a very fascinating time for these young prospects. Um, the NFL draft is, uh, you know, as, as of this recording, 68 days away. So mm-hmm. um, still a long ways to go. Still a lot of things that can happen. Still a lot of free agent moves that will dictate 
um, you know, what teams do in the draft as well. We know the Oakland Raiders have three first-round picks. Um, so uh, heading to the combine, uh, well, Julie, it was fun taking a look ahead, per se, at the New England Patriots and the Dallas Cowboys um, as the offseason is in full swing right now. Uh, but more significantly, uh, you are headed to Indianapolis um, in uh, roughly a week or so to attend the NFL Scouting Combine. Yeah, it's kind of an exciting experience. I've never been to the Combine, but just watching these young prospects, you know, give it their all pretty much, it's going to be very exciting. I've actually had the pleasure of speaking to a couple of NFL prospects throughout the last month and how excited they are and just talking with them and then being able to see them apply to whatever skills that they are being tested on. It's going to be really, really you know, fun watching to see what they can do. And it's going to be a great time. Yeah, this is um, the ultimate job interview for these young men um, as they, uh, you know, show their skills. And, you know, the one thing we never really get to see for obvious reasons is the interview process uh, that takes place between the players and the scouts and the owners, general managers, whoever attends for the various teams. That to me, talk about being a fly on the wall. I think that would be Absolutely fascinating. By the way, Julie, uh, uh, like she alluded to, um, doing some interviews with some of these prospects. You can find those on rosterguy.com. Check out her work on there. Um, You know, well, thank you very much for listening to our latest Vibecast. Um, In the next episode, we'll talk about the most interesting offseason for both the AFC North and the NFC North. Uh, the teams that the uh, followers on PFG Vibe um, voted. Uh, we're not going to tease anything, um, but we, we shall see what everybody has decided on. Again, I hope you enjoy the Vibecast. Uh, you can find us on PFG Vibe on Twitter. You can find Julie on Twitter at JulieNoted underscore PFG. And of course, my Twitter handle is Bax Football Guru. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. We have a lot of different things going on, and we are thoroughly enjoying the NFL offseason, which is only two weeks old already. Amazing. I like that. Hey, you said it. 365 days a year. We're here. That's right. I already can't look forward. I'm already looking forward to next year, Julie, when it's 366. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> a new math. I don't know if that gives you an extra day of sleep or if that gives you an extra day of research. I'm not sure, but you do whatever you need to in that extra day. Nah, that's right. And vice versa. Well, thanks very much for listening to the, the latest episode of the PFG Vibecast. And we look forward to uh, hearing your reactions and your feedbacks. And we will be talking to you soon. Take care, everyone. All right.